Welcome to Purposeful Profit, where I help you take your business to the next level. I'm Carla Motes, finance and strategy coach and fractional CFO for high achieving female entrepreneurs. I'm here to empower women to build wildly profitable businesses that give them the freedom to live their dream lives. I'll use my more than 30 years of finance and consulting experience to take the mystery out of your finances, help you make more money, and go after your next big thing. Hello there, and welcome to episode number seven of Purposeful Profit. I'm Carla Motes, and I'm your host, and I am a financial strategy coach and a fractional CFO for visionary female entrepreneurs. Super excited to have you here for the fourth part of a four-part series I've been doing on the real profit equation. So this series started with episode four, where I introduced what I call the real profit equation, which is financial fundamentals plus mindset plus strategy equals profit. And I talked about all three of the elements of that equation and why they were all important. So you can start there. And then in episode five, we moved on and talked about financial fundamentals. I talked about what that means and I gave you an easy framework so you could assess your own financial fundamentals. And then last week in episode six, we talked about mindset and the importance of the stories we tell ourselves about our numbers. And I also introduced you to the model, which is a mindset tool that helps us really um, manage our mind and achieve the results that we want. So I would encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes. But today we are talking all about the final part of the equation today, strategy. I really love talking strategy. Strategy is how we implement our vision. I tell my friends, you know, I could sit and talk about you know, strategy of their business all day long. So today you're going to learn what strategy is, what it isn't, how to build your strategy, and why it's so important to building a profitable business. So let's dive in. First, let's talk about what strategy is not, because I think it's important to get clear on exactly what we mean when we talk about strategy. And I think some things that you know get thrown out there as strategy really are not strategy, or they are not strategy by themselves. So what strategy is not? First, it's not your goals and objectives. Setting goals and objectives is a part of business planning, and it is a component of strategy, which we're going to talk about later. But these are the outcomes you want to achieve from your strategy, not the strategy itself. When you set your goal and objective, that's great. That's a good first step. But that by itself is not strategy. It's also not operational efficiency. You know, improving operational processes, reducing your costs, enhancing your productivity, they're all important objectives, but they do not constitute a comprehensive plan for achieving your long-term goals or gaining competitive advantage. Often, operational efficiency might actually end up being one of your objectives or can be a tool to help you achieve your long-term goals, but operational efficiency is itself not a strategy. It's also not your values or vision and mission statements. A lot of times people, they go through exercises with the business coach or it says, you know, let's work on our values, let's identify our vision, our mission statement. And these are all important things to do. These are great guides and inspiration as you build your strategy, but they're not strategy by themselves. Okay. Your strategy goes beyond, you know, your values and your vision and your mission statement. And it really gets to your specific actions and plans. Now, when we get to the part where we talk about the components of your strategy and how to build it, we will come back because these are components to your strategy. But again, the idea is that by themselves, they are not a comprehensive strategy. Strategy is also not tactics. Tactics refers to the specific actions or activities taken to execute a strategy. Just like, you know, goals and objectives. And just like I talked about just now with values and vision and mission statements. They are part of your planning process. They are a component of your strategy, but by themselves, they are not a strategy. So you have a lot of components of strategy, but really to have a strategy, you got to pull all of them together, which we'll talk about in a little bit. It's also not your budgets and forecasts. 
budgets and forecasts. I mean, I'm a fractional CFO. I'm a financial expert. I love me a good budget. And I come from a background that was heavy in forecasting. These are tools that are part of your planning process and they help aid you in decision making. But your budget and your forecast alone is not a strategy. So if all those things are what strategy is not, then the question is, what is strategy? What actually does it include? So I'm going to define strategy as a deliberate and coherent plan of action designed to achieve long-term goals and objectives. Your strategy involves making choices and allocating financial and human resources to position your business for success. Strategy guides your organization's directions and it helps you realize your vision. We talked earlier about how your vision or your mission statement by itself isn't your strategy, but your vision is kind of your overarching framework and the strategy is really what allows you to implement and realize that vision. One thing I want to really point out is strategy is intentional. If it's not intentional, it's not strategy. If it's not intentional, it's a crapshoot. It's where you're just throwing things up against the wall. So let's go back a little bit and look at that definition I gave you because it was kind of a mouthful. I think the most important thing is that it's a deliberate and coherent plan. I think that's the most important thing. So what does deliberate mean? Deliberate means it's done consciously and intentionally. Okay, strategy is not random. It's thought out. When I work with my clients, we do a strategy session every year. So typically your strategy or planning process, usually in most businesses, it works on at least an annual cycle. More sophisticated you get, you might have an initial annual strategy sessions where you put your strategy for the year for the next five years together. And then you'll have, you know, quarterly revisits. It's just not random. It's very thought out. And what coherent means is that it's logical and coordinated. Okay, you want to make sure that the various strategies and parts of your business are working together toward the same end. So this is important if you have W-2 employees or even if you have contractors, maybe you don't have W-2 employees, but you have contractors. Okay, it's important that everyone in your business understands what your strategy is so that everyone's working towards the same purpose. Likewise, you know, maybe you have, um, depending on the size of your business, maybe you have an HR group and then you have a sales group, you have a marketing group. You want everybody all working towards that same purpose. You don't want your person who's in charge of your marketing and your person who's in charge of your sales going out and working towards goals or strategies that are not the same. Okay, so that's really what coherent means. It means that all of the pieces are working together effectively. So let's talk about why strategy is important to profit. So again, we go back to the equation, which is financial fundamentals plus mindset plus strategy equals profit. And I've talked before about how you could have one of the three or you could have two of the three, but unless you have all three of these in place, you're leaving money on the table. So, you know, what if I have financial fundamentals in place and I have mindset in place, you know, why not make a profit? And sure you might, but the real advantage of strategies is that it makes you more intentional. And I really believe that being intentional is the key to long-term sustainable profit. Because if you're not intentional, yes, you might make profit. I think we've talked a little bit about this before, but it really becomes luck. It becomes something that just happened to happen versus something you make happen. And we've talked about, you know, how one of the keys to sustainable profit is being proactive and it's creating profit, not letting profit just happen to you. And that's what you're doing when you have a cohesive strategy. Strategy provides a framework for ensuring that you're using your business resources effectively. It helps curb mindless spending 
And it makes sure that you're not hiring too soon or too late. It really makes you think through, when do I need to add resources? How much money do those resources need to generate in sales? What's the ROI for those resources? How am I going to use those human resources? And this obviously has an impact on profit, right? Another thing it does is it moves you from backward thinking to forward thinking. So if you go back to episode five, where we talked about financial fundamentals, and I took you through basically beginner, intermediate, and advanced, and kind of gave you a rating scale you could use. One of the things we talked about was at the beginning levels of financial fundamentals, you're really backward thinking. And even in the early parts of the intermediate stage, you're really focusing on backward thinking. You're looking at financial statements. You're looking at results that have already happened. And strategy really makes you more forward thinking. A lot of people, when they start with strategy, they'll look at maybe a one-year window. But ideally, as your infrastructure for strategy development improves, you're looking at a three-year window, a five-year window, even a 10-year window. So it's getting you out of that place where you're just looking at something that's already happened and you're looking forward thinking. And you're becoming, again, more intentional. Another thing strategy does, if it's done well, okay, is it leverages data in the decision-making process. And when you leverage data in your decision-making process, it improves your decision-making. So when you're doing strategy data effectively, we're not just sitting around a room and just randomly picking things that we're going to do, how we're going to build the business. We're actually looking at the data that we have available to us, whether it's KPIs, it's financial statements, we're looking at trending. We're looking at market research. We're using data in our decision-making process. And the other thing strategy does that plays a role in profit is it helps you focus on the long-term and not the short-term. I think as entrepreneurs, this is really important, especially as a visionary, right? As a visionary, you have lots of ideas. You're trying to figure out, you know, which ideas do I want to pursue? And it keeps you from pursuing the next shiny object. It really keeps you focused on the long-term, what you're trying to accomplish in the long-term and not just focusing on the short-term gains, okay? And it helps you decide which of these ideas are you going to implement. Because again, if you're a visionary, you probably got more ideas than you have time to execute. So it's like, which of these ideas am I actually going to implement? Strategy helps you constrain and really focus on the things that are really going to get you to achieve your long-term objectives. All right, so let's talk about creating your strategy. So, you know, what goes into your strategy? Okay. And so, like I said, you know, when I work with my CFO clients, so I work with CFO clients in basically two ways. I work with them on a project basis, which is where they come with a very specific end goal that they want to get. It could be that they want to put a budget in place. It could be that I'm working with some clients right now who came to me and their financial statements are just a mess. Their bookkeeping is a mess and we're getting that cleaned up. Um, They could come to me wanting me to help them decide, you know, if they're ready to hire people, they could want to work on pricing. So that's projects. They have like a specific beginning and end date. And then I have ongoing CFO services. Sometimes the project work leads into ongoing. And sometimes I work with project clients where it's just, they need some short-term financial help. But for the ongoing clients, strategy sessions are a part of the services that they get for their monthly fee where we go through an annual planning process. And so these are some of the things that we're going to talk about in those planning processes. So one, We want to get clear on your values, your vision, and your mission. Okay, we talked about that earlier. I said earlier that these are not strategy. And the thing is, they're not strategy by themselves. I've worked with a business coach before, and, you know, we spent a lot of time figuring out my values, my vision, and my mission. But we didn't spend much time on the action plan. And that's why values and vision and mission without the action plan, it's basically a pretty looking document. But your values, your vision, and your mission, think of these as the guideposts for your business. These are going to guide you as you set your strategy. So that's the first thing we want to do. 
And then strategy looks both inward and outward. So when I say inward and outward, it looks inward at your business, but it also looks outward. And so part of looking outward is assessing your market. So some of the things we'll do here is we'll make sure we're really clear on our ideal client. What's our ideal client thinking? What are their pain points? What do they want to achieve? Where do they hang out? What are the results they want to achieve? We're going to get really clear on our ideal client. We're going to understand our target customer. We're going to look at industry trends. We're going to look at the competitive landscape. Who are my main competitors? We're going to identify potential opportunities. Are there potential alliance partners? Are there gaps in the market? Are there underserved markets? And that is all part of like looking outward. And then we're also going to look inward. And inward is we're going to know what our unique value proposition is. I might have mentioned it already on the podcast, but, you know, if not, I'm sure it'll come up further because it's one of my favorite books, is The Big Leap. So Big Leap talks about your zone of genius. And so this is something I get clear with on my clients is what is your zone of genius? I know what my zone of genius is. What's your zone of genius? Okay. What does your business do better than others? How do you differentiate yourself from your competitors? And even within your business, what's the zone of genius of all my different members of my team? Am I positioning myself as a premium service? Am I positioning myself on basically my customer service, a company that I worked for for about 15 years? That's what we were basically known for our implementation process. I mean, that's what we were known for and for our depth of products. So what do you want your position to be known for? And then we're going to talk about goals and objectives. So we've gone out, we've talked about our vision, our values, our mission. We've gone out and assessed our market. We've looked internally and externally. We figured out what our unique value proposition is. We know what we do better than anybody else. And now we're going to really say, what are my goals and objectives? We're going to establish the one thing. There's actually a book that talks about this, but it's basically the one thing is the one thing you want everybody in your company Even if you're a solopreneur, you'll often have contractors you've outsourced some work to. But it's the idea is that what's the one thing that I want everybody in my business working towards? And I think even when you have contractors, this is really important. Like I said, even if you're a solopreneur, one, it keeps you focused on what is your one thing. Even when you're hiring, um, you know, a VA or a bookkeeper, it's important for them to understand what's the one thing you're really trying to accomplish. I think often this one thing will be some type of revenue or profit goal. But sometimes with small business owners, it's not. They could have another one thing. But I do want, as part of your goals and objectives, we're going to set revenue and profit goals. I've talked about this before. We achieve what we measure, and we're going to set revenue and profit goals. Most of you are probably setting, at least informally, some type of revenue goal. Hopefully now more of you are moving towards setting profit goals, because we've talked about that in prior episodes of the podcast, and all my clients will definitely set profit goals. And then we're going to identify five aligned strategic projects for the year or strategic objectives. So you've got your one thing and you're going to identify five strategic objectives that support that. Sometimes it's less than five, but generally it's no less than three, no more than five. All right. And all these objectives, what they're really doing is they are focused on allowing you to accomplish your one thing. And then I work with my clients. I teach them the planning process that I use that I learned from one of my business coaches, which is, you know, we have the one thing and then we set our three to five strategic objectives. And then, you know, we're going to break those down into quarterly, monthly, weekly, daily goals. We go through my planning process and then every quarter you're going to come back and reassess those. So now you got your goals and objectives. You're going to create your action plan, okay, which is, again, breaking down that objective down into quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily goals. And this is an evolutionary process, okay? I've kind of been going through that this year with myself. My business is in the early stages, and in the early stages, 
you're often still trying to figure out exactly who you are. So like a podcast actually wasn't initially on my plan this year. But as I really got clear on who my ideal clients were, how they consumed content, and how I wanted my business to be positioned, a podcast really became a key part of my strategy. So understand that your planning process, your action plan, it's all very evolutionary in nature. Okay, next we're going to talk about something that a lot of people aren't accounting for when they talk about strategy. And it is this question. Are my strategies financially viable? I'm going to do a whole podcast at some point on profitability and scaling, because in the scaling discussions on small business, profitability just really isn't being discussed. But you're going to make sure your strategies are financially viable. This is where those budgeting and forecasting tools we talked about earlier come into play. Okay, we're going to create a budget for the year. And just for those of you who don't know, so a budget is typically done once a year for a business. It's done towards the end of one fiscal year, right before you turn to the other fiscal year. It's based on information currently available, and it sets up your budget for the next year. Okay, and your budget doesn't change. Whatever budget I create in November, that's the budget I'm going to use for the coming year. Okay, forecasting changes. Forecasting takes into account what's already happened, anything that's changed. So I created my budget in November, and you know I get to March, and some things have changed. Things have changed in the market. I've got my results or whatever. And my forecasting says, based on everything that I already know, now how do I think the year is going to end? And that's the difference. So forecasting is more dynamic and budgeting is more static. And so budgeting and forecasting plays a big role in making sure your strategies are financially viable. It also allows you to consider your resource allocations, both financial and human. And then we want to evaluate and adapt. We want to know where we stand every month. So this is where, you know, knowing your results every month is so important. We're going to do monthly and quarterly reviews. So as I work with my clients, we're obviously doing, you know, monthly financial reviews, but we're also doing quarterly reviews. We're looking at what's working, what's not working, what do we want to do differently? So again, I've talked earlier about how this is an evolutionary process. So part of your quarterly reviews isn't just looking at, you know, backward at the data, but it's also set based on the data and based on what I thought I was going to do and where I versus where I ended up. Part of this is reviewing your actuals versus budget. Okay, your actuals versus forecast. What do I see that's working? What do I see that's not working? Maybe what's changed? What do I want to do differently? So for instance, if we go back during COVID, let's just say in you know November of 2019, a company did their budget. Okay, and they had all these plans. Let's just take somebody who did um, in-person retreats. A big part of their business was in-person retreats. And then back in November, they planned all these retreats that were going to happen throughout the year. And you know, they're going to have retreats in April, May, June, July. And, you know, they got through the first quarter, everything seemed fine. And then COVID hit. I guarantee you when they were going through their quarterly reviews, if they continued with their strategy of only doing in-person retreats, they were going to have a problem. And there were actually quite a few businesses that pivoted to being able to do events virtually or creating courses so that they could deliver online. So sometimes it's about pivoting. This is where we're going to do for our forecasts. We're going to look at what's already happened, and we're going to, based on what has already happened, what we currently know, we're going to forecast out. You know, now how does the year look? What do I expect my results to be now? Okay, and we're going to continually learn and improve. So again, I talked about budget being static and forecast being dynamic. Again, you only know what you know in November, but as you get more and more information throughout the year, you're going to continually learn and improve. And then the last thing I want to throw in here is communicate, 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 okay? And we talked about this. This is especially relevant if you have a team, but even if you're a solopreneur, because again, most solopreneurs aren't truly solo, particularly once they've hit 250, 300K in revenue. They have some type of team, whether it's a VA, it could be a spouse that's working with them. It could be, you know, their kids that are working with them. 
they have some type of people who are ultimately helping them. And you want to communicate to everybody all the parts of your strategy. What are you really trying to accomplish? Because you really want to have your team focused on working all towards the same goal. And that planning process that I said I, I work with and I teach my clients um, that we use, that supports that because we're not only going to do the planning for the business, but we're also going to do the planning for our key team members and what they're going to be working on You know, each quarter, each month, each week. Okay, that's a wrap on part four of our four-part series on the real profit equation. I hope today that you really got an understanding of strategy and how strategy fits into that equation, what strategy is, what strategy isn't, and how to begin crafting your own strategy. A key part of the role of your fractional CFO, whether that's me or somebody else, is to really help you develop and monitor your strategy. I work with you and your team to define your strategy and help you monitor it, make sure it's financially viable, and put a good process in place to you know, assess it and adapt it. All right. Thanks again for joining me today, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Remember that your finances deserve some love. Finance doesn't have to be complicated or overwhelming, and you do not have to do it alone. I'd love to talk to you about your business, so please come on over to www.carlamotes.com to learn more. Or if you're ready for financial and strategy support that will uplevel your business, go to www.carlamotes.com forward slash work with me to book your free financial assessment. And the last favor I'll ask is for you to help me get out the word. Tell your friends about this podcast and share it on your favorite social media. Until next week, go create some purposeful profit.